Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome, Prospecting USA, Tennessee, Kentucky, Bigfoot. I'm trying to do this without a mouse. Denise, Thomas, how you doing? Your there, mouse Christy, die? Ruthie. No, I'm at my daughter's house in Louisville, Kentucky. So uh, I need to bring my USB power hub. So, oops. Uh, Missy Hammer, welcome. Nice to see you there. So as everybody's tuning in this evening, so we got going on Brown Barber and Chris. Well, uh, got uh, a little recap from our our little experiment here with the um, guests that we had and their questions for the psychics and the, and the Bigfoot phenomena, as, as we know. And uh, we got a special guest to join us to unveil. Yes, Mr. Uh, Ron Moorhead. Mr. Ron Welcome, Moorhead. Sir. Howdy. <laughs> Welcome back there. Oh, yeah, it's good to be back with you guys. You're fun. Oh, absolutely. Hey, Never a dull moment. So tonight <laughs> we're going to do a recap. So we're going to let Chris take the pilot and uh, recap what the psychics come up with and retargetate to, to see what we come up with. All right. So let me share my screen here real quick. Let's see. Entire screen. Uh, just to show real fast, I'm not going to. It's giving me a little bit of an eye chart. So I kind of got all our answers together, got all the percentages. I've got some that were pretty heavy on the yes. I got some that were more or less in the gray area, 50 50s. And we got some that were heavy on the no. Um, so with that being said, I decided to make a, a little bit better presentation and uh, we'll jump to that, which makes it look a little nicer. So a little more on the pleasing side for visually so we'll run through it real fast all right so the first question up was this was a control question i call it a control question because if I, any of them said no then we knew that they were having a bad day right, right. <laughs> they all Absolutely. we all know they're peanut butter so we definitely got thumbs up on the peanut butter right all right next one were our g-men agencies covering up discoveries evidence and bodies of bigfoot got an astounding yes on this one so now look into the light please <laughs> can bigfoot see feel human intentions and I, I made light of this a little bit for fun um that's just my humor <laughs> ron as you'll know i get a little bit of comedian in me um so can bigfoot see feel human human intentions and we got a hundred percent yes on that one so you better have good intentions. Do we use quantum or do they use quantum mechanics? And that's a hundred percent. Yes. On that one, which that's not surprising, right? Do the Sasquatch travel through portals and we got one jumping through the portal. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. Yes. Are they raising their vibration to use the portals? And we got a little bit less of that, but it's 85 or 86% yes. Have they been here longer than us? We got another 86%. And that one just kind of was a funny pre-made one, so I just grabbed that one <laughs> picture. Do they grieve for us or are they sad for us? And that's another 86% yes. I don't blame them. 
Does Bigfoot emit smell on demand, sort of like a defense mechanism? And yeah, it's another 86% yes. I wonder if Brian Barber recognizes that picture. This one? Uh-oh, stinky. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help but I saw that one. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Do they operate into separate smaller tribes or groups for task-oriented hunting and gathering? And that's another 86% yes. And do Bigfoot Sasquatch have any relation to the giant's bones that we've that have been found in the Indian mounds throughout the U.S.? And that is another 86%. Yes, and I put some just example pictures on there because there's anybody that isn't sure of what they look like, but they're all over the place. Plus, there's been giant bones found elsewhere beyond that. Can we speak to them with a certain frequency or vibration? another 83% yes can they cloak we got a 71% yes and of course I got it I had to have the predator in there just for grizzly yeah right <laughs> are they able to live in different dimensions and that's another 71 almost yeah 71% yes are they a type of primate? Now we're sliding into the gray area. So we got some saying yes and some saying no. Do we really have an answer? We don't know. 50-50 on that one. Can Bigfoot see human aura? And that is another 50-50. Yes, no. Is lifespan Bigfoot more than 100 years? This one is no. Well close to 50 50 it's one more question would have made it even so we had seven psychics but is lean into the no side is infrasound a defense mechanism and that's also lean into the no side but close to even do bigfoot sasquatch have two rows of teeth that's my question hopefully they got more teeth than that guy and that's a 71% no. He's not from Kentucky, is he? <laughs> I don't know. Has Bigfoot learned how to levitate? According to Ron, yes, they have. But according to psychics, 71% say no. And Bigfoot well, turn into... Same. Yeah, this is possibly some of the reason why. Can Bigfoot turn into an orb? And we got... 71% no on that. Are they related to the Nephilim? I was kind of surprised on this one. That's 100% no. Do they live underground? No. 100% no, but Godzilla apparently does. Do Bigfoot bury their dead? And this one was an odd one to me. It's 100% no. So I kind of started with the yeses and went to the noes. And then last but not least, do Bigfoot breed with women? And that was also 100% no, because they got sassy squatches. They don't need human women, right? 
Interesting. Now, I did look at the data a little bit. There were a couple of questions that sort of relate, and I went into a couple of them um, just to bring light to. I thought it was interesting. Uh, the ties to the can Bigfoot see, feel human intentions is a yes, but can Bigfoot see human aura was kind of a gray area. 50-50 on that one. So I just thought it was odd. So maybe they don't see it. Maybe they feel it. Energy. That makes intentions, sense. Intentions. Thoughts. I don't know. I think most animals then, do. My horses do. Yeah. Dogs do. Yeah. It's the yeah. Uh, energy field around your body. Yeah. Anyway. And then here's another one. Part of my question, because I have this fascination with the Indian mounds, right? So do they, do they have any relation to the Indian mounds? We got a six out of seven was a yes, 86%. Um, but this also is another question down here. Do the Bigfoot bury their dead? And that was 100% no. If that's the case, then who's burying them in the Indian mounds? Is that Indians or something else? Just thought that was odd, right? Just uh, two two opposite directions on that one. And then we got a, a lot of questions in here, and this is kind of geared more towards Ron. Do they use the quantum mechanics, the you know the portals, the raising vibrations, you know frequency and vibrations? Do they cloak? Do they live in different dimensions? All these have a heavy yes. Right, it's tied to quantum quantum mechanics yeah. a lot, so well, I thought that was an interesting from, uh, fact. Everything from the minute uh, part of our body all the way through the cosmos works under the laws of quantum physics. So right. yeah, they do. They may not understand it or know it, but they do. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it's very interesting the results. Uh, so I do have to stand corrected. Ron corrected me in the green room. So, ladies and gentlemen, the guy that was poking at the Bigfoot in the shelter was actually Mr. Moorhead himself, not his buddy. So, I do stand corrected on that. Because <laughs> I said on other shows, I, I put him in a sleeper hold. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Keep your mouth shut. You know, you Trying to get us killed. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, so, but yeah, I was very yeah, surprised. Well, we've been dealing with him for since 71. This was in 74. So, yeah, well, just I was kind very of, uh, surprised that people's never heard of it. Uh, when I first played it on one of the shows, they were like, what is that? I'm like, that is the god of sound. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm going well, to play a little bit of it. Yeah, I was trying to mimic them. They thought it was funny, I think. But... <laughs> I'm going to play some of it. And uh, Chris is also going to go over some of the results uh, we got back from the psychics. And I'm also like to have your input too on it let me present this and share it because i was very taken back ron that a lot of people uh did not know what these sounds were at first and we had to educate them uh very surprising so here we go in action
Signal starting to time out again. Internet might not be as strong over there. Uh, she's got, uh, you may have to play it for me, Chris. Yeah, go ahead and pull that up. There it goes. Did you stop it? Yeah, I did. Because it was, uh, I just typed in Ron Moorhead's name on YouTube. I'll come right up. But yeah, Ron, uh, I stand corrected because I thought it was your buddy poking at him. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun night, I gotta tell you. It's not a solid one, too. Yeah. Let's see if this works. Yeah, for I'm me. worried. I thought that's the first time I really interacted with us like that while we're outside the shelter. shelter. Wow. Wow. Let's see if this works. Let me know if you hear it. Nothing, nothing. I might have to change it to this. Hold on. Uh, one question is, uh, was you pounding on the walls too? No, that was, was them. Look. Was it? That wasn't us. Wow. No, that was them uh, rhythmically pounding between rocks and trees, and then they started whooping. And we learned from a long time. This is in 74. We've been interacting with them. That's where those first. That's 71. So we we learned if you just leave it alone, don't do nothing about it, act like you ignore them, they'll start getting closer and, and doing things with you. That's what happened that night. So when they started, started yelling, yelling, it sounded like they Yeah, I don't know why it's not playing or playing the sound. No big, no deal. big deal. Yeah, we got a major, we got a major echo. echo. Is it still there? Testing, testing. Yeah, yeah. Testing. It's gone. Okay. So that's really interesting. So what was going through your mind when they were when they were talking and making noises and beating on things? Yeah, I really wasn't analyzing it that much. I was just uh, having fun with it, really. I mean, because that's the first time I've ever done it that boldly. And, uh, pretty bold that night. And uh, I don't know what was going through my mind. <laughs> it's been 50 years wow. ago. <laughs> yeah, it's been, yeah. yeah. I did write about it in one of my chapters, My Voices of Wilderness, though, and uh, what went on that night. And uh, pretty thorough, you know. Russell, was, uh, Mr. Brooks says hello to you. Russell, hi, Ron. Which hey, Russell. Russell is that? Easterbrook. Oh, he wrote the four to in his book, Russell Easterbrooks. Oh, oh, yeah, Russell. Hi, Russell. Yeah, I wrote the forward of the book. It's a good book. You guys should, uh, yeah, everybody should get that book. He gets into Davy Crockett's story and Danny Boone's story and a lot of uh, interesting history he's written. He looked into that pretty good. My copy should be coming anytime. I think the by the 24th it's supposed to be here, so I'm waiting. Mm-hmm. Waiting for it to show. Definitely going to be interesting. So I, I had, uh, all this has been kind of a, uh, synchronicity for me, Ron. Uh, 
with you coming on. Um, sort of the whole experiment. I actually signed up for uh, cryptozoology classes, and the first class up was metaphysics, kind of by chance, and I've mostly mostly through that class and it, and it went straight into you know the, the standard model the einsteins the law of you know relativity e equals mc squared all the way to the quantum mechanics the you know the certainty principles the string theories i mean all that stuff and you know just try to come up with some way some intuition of looking outside the box to find answers. I mean, we've got probably hundreds, maybe thousands of researchers hitting the field looking, and we, we see lots of evidence. We know they're there. We got the the footprints, the hieroglyphs, we get everything that you know, the sounds, Sierra sounds, for example. There's plenty of proof that they're there, right? But we need to find some other way to get to these answers. So I appreciate you you coming on with me and, and talking about some of this stuff. And, um, you know, I, I think looking to the psychics and mediums, like they're almost like a mes metaphysical antenna. You know, they have a, a channel to, to hearing and seeing and receiving information, maybe from some higher vibrations. I don't know, but there's got to be some other ways of, of getting to an answer here. So... That's what we're doing. What's your, big, what what's your biggest all question about. about it, Chris? What is your biggest question? What's what that? they are? Or what is your biggest question? Yeah, pretty much what they are. Because I know they're they're more than what we think. Uh, they they uh, are and uh, seem to be highly intelligent. You know, I do believe firmly, and I've said this before, that uh, they are different types of them because of alien intervention into the genome of different species. I think a lot of them mess with the uh, with the primates. And by the way, we're all primates. I don't know how they came up 50-50. If they're a primate or not, they came up a primate. <laughs> yeah, that was an odd one to me, too. Yeah, we're primates. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, yeah, because uh, there's all kinds of alien... You got to think of how many billions of count and an innumerable amount of uh, planets out there probably a new type of aliens i don't know how many has ever visited this planet but i know there's more than one type i'm pretty sure anyway and uh if they've messed with the genome hybridization that's probably because how many hybrid hybrids are running around on this earth right now we're hybrids you really want to get into it you know something made us the way we are we didn't uh, evolve yeah. naturally the troglodytes did the caveman did and all that but uh they didn't get the consciousness and the sapience that we have. Uh, so we're, we're a very special type of being. We are made in a, the image of a very high frequential being. Or beings, I should yep. say, plural. Indeed. So and anyway, that's got, why I think right? there's a... Well, God, yeah, but in the cuneiform text, cuneiform text from uh, uh, Mesopotamia, uh, God is plural. So and even Genesis let us make man in our image. So, and you got all these different uh, demigods that could stayed here. You know, the, I think the Bible refers to them as Bible refers to them as fallen ones, fallen angels, because they they left their their home and came here, their, mm -hmm. their frequency, and came down here, and they were they were giants. And you get into all that stuff, and it fits right along with biblical records too. Kind of, I mean, it's really 
good parallel going on there. And oh, yeah, uh, that's, sure. where, that's where I go with it because uh, there's good ones and there's bad ones. But that's, that's referred to as the Anunnaki. And uh, they were the uh, ninth dimensional, I think they were ninth dimensional beings. And that's what we're headed for. Well, that's what we're made to head for, let's put that way. <laughs> Whether we do or not, it's another story. Right. Makes sense. So what do you think the, the government or G-Man would be hiding if they were to be hiding like the uh, medium suggests? <laughs> well, because, why would they cover well, things up? Well, why wouldn't they? they? They can't destroy our religions and our, our history books and all that stuff. Plus, if they can't explain it, if they can't explain it to the regular people, they'll hide it or make fun of it, one or the other. It's like they did Roswell, the UFO thing, you know. Uh, but that's, so much of that's gotten out, they had to reveal it. You know, they had to have some kind of a uncovering there of the facts. And they're going to have that probably with Bigfoot, but that'll be sometime in the future probably. So many people are seeing these things and interacting with them and having things happen. Not to the degree that we did, I don't think, but some of them are. I've heard people have really some interesting events with these things. And uh, just, you, you get some senator or something like that that has, has an event, maybe they'll open up some kind of can of worms somewhere. But like I say in my new book coming out, uh, what's going to happen if they do let's recognize them? If science had enough evidence to say, okay, we agree that they're out there, what would happen to our lawmakers? They would appropriate us how many billions of dollars for a study, which wouldn't do a damn bit of good. <laughs> right. And uh, yeah. because I, mean, I think they are, uh, when they lower their, their density into the third dimension, uh, that's when you see them. And uh, so portals, it, it depends if they're going in or coming out of the portal, if they use it or not. So I can see why that would be half and half or whatever it was. I don't know. But, uh, anyway, it goes on and on. I just... There's so much more to this than what we could possibly even understand right now, but I really think I'm uh, getting on target with some of it, you know. I think you are. Right. Martin Grove right. says, right. hi, Mr. Ron. So good to see you tonight. Martin. Ron, By we have golly, a sighting Martin. at the LBL where Bigfoot disappeared into a tree. The same cemetery we visited in October, Martin Grove's wrote ah. to. Yeah, I remember that. I went to that. I remember that cemetery, Martin. Uh, yeah, I just talked to Daryl today. I'm coming down there uh, probably January, February. See you guys. So it'd be great to get with you again. Yeah, we'll LBL is very our, active. Uh, we'll talk about our Alaska trip. We're all going to go to Alaska, I think. That'd be fun. Maybe. She she go to that one island that everybody's scared to go to. That a whole town like up and packed up yeah. and left. <laughs> You, you know, know that, that one? Was, what saw, was the name I, of that I town? That, uh, I forgot. I don't watch that regularly, what? but I, mean, I did yeah. watch that one. Do you remember the name, Grizzly? Uh, Mock, uh, Blockport or Mockport or something. I thought you visited it. You visited on one of the TV shows. Oh, oh you mean Portlock? Portlock, Port yes. Uh, uh, that's not where they were. Well, that's oh, the was it? I saw well, that's where okay. we were, but right, but uh, yeah, I think Martin wants to go there. We got to get permission, that's privately owned by the tribe, and uh, but I know them a little bit, so they don't work for that. But you got to go in by helicopter or take a, a long, long, long boat ride. <laughs> if it's a rowboat, yeah. you're gonna be a long, long time. 
<laughs> but there's another place that, that was on this expedition Bigfoot that I saw where they, uh, the timber workers, they were doing timber and they were being freaked out by these screams in the forest and seeing these things, I guess. And that's where these uh, guys went out and researched an area that was outside of it right there. Well, trees and these things, they don't like people cutting trees. I gotta tell you that there's so many reports yeah. and they left the area where they had been having the issues right there. That's where all the trees were being cut, logs and all that. And all the workers left because of the incidents going on. They should have just worked that area there, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. But if they knew how many reports I received on these things being seen when they're cutting trees, they would, uh, plus, well, what Martin said a while ago, somebody seen one up in a tree or go into a tree or something like that. Mm -hmm. I say, well, Merry, Merry Christmas, Martin. Yeah. And ready for Alaska. Okay. Yes, he is. Uh, I'm on the way around up there a little bit. So, yeah, I was going to say what Marty just popped up. Um, and I've got a copy of them in Florida. We were talking about, the, you, you said something about legislation and uh, Florida. They had a legislator back in the 70s that were trying to bring to law about protecting the skunk apes. But they kind of. Right shot it down but we've got all the notes on it uh, of when they were trying to to pass it so i'll have to forward that over to you i don't know if you've seen it or not but it's it's pretty interesting well they tried to do that in washington too. washington state yeah did they yeah they were trying to they didn't because one of the counties was down there in southern washington but yeah that uh, port chatham i just seen somebody that's the other name for port port lock however there is a port chatham that's across the bay there and a lot of people call Port Lock Port Chatham, but that's that's they're not the same. Port Lock is totally abandoned, yeah. and nothing there but an old post office. Yeah. So you've been there? Yes. And yes, you they find got anything crazy or what? Yeah. Well, I didn't, but uh, I wasn't there for the full month like they were. Uh, yeah, things are strange there, and you just yeah. The things I saw was all the things that put it together for possible, very possible Bigfoot habitat. And uh, I flew over in, in a helicopter, <laughs> elevator, helicopter, excuse me, it's been late for me. <laughs> and uh, all right. they had timber, years and years ago, they had timbered that area a lot. And uh, the, the young growth had grown up, but that tree that in that series, I don't know if you've seen the series or not, the Discovery Channel put out, but had the, one of those trees catch on fire. They thought it was on fire. They went over there and there was no fire. And, uh, right. That's the same tree. They took me to that tree and uh, it's a different tree. It wasn't cut down years and years ago like all the other trees were. Very strange uh, tree. That's the tree that Ash went up into and spent time up there. Got a little freaked out, I think, but he's a neat guy. They're all neat wow. guys. Yeah. Some high, high strangeness there. It seems like yeah, they're always is. around high strangeness. Well, they are high strangeness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I told you or not, but last uh, years and years ago, I was in a board meeting in Canada. I was part of a little company up there. And, and this guy, a suit and tie guy, you know, very, he found out I was interested in Bigfoot. And he came over and he said, hey, I could tell you a place up above Fairbanks where I saw one of these things disappear. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I, I, at that time, I just put him up on the shelf with all the other nuts, you know. I thought, oh, I thought this guy looked okay, but <laughs> I said, Mary Jean. But no, nothing can disappear, right? Well, that's how I kind of debunk that because things can disappear. It's about energy and frequency and vibration and changing matter into energy through uh, vibrational frequencies. And that's been proven, by the way, through uh, Hydron Decliner mm -hmm. 2012 with antimatter. Dr. Paul Dirac got the Nobel Prize in uh, uh, 1933 for that. And uh, the direct exchange between matter and energy. And if they can oh, change like their matter into energy, they would go out of our visual range. And uh, that would put them in somewhere else. You know? Yeah, <laughs> well, it was just like a 2015 NASA admitted that portals were real. I mean, they, oh, a lot of this knowledge. Yeah. A lot of this, yeah, a lot of this knowledge has been out there. So it's mm -hmm. just they like to cover it up. But if you start putting all the pieces together and and really researching, you can see it. You can see it. Mm -hmm. That's I the think, trouble uh, most quantum, people. They, they, uh, they chime in on this stuff and they don't do their research. They don't. They don't. Uh, they don't look into it. They just say something, and uh, they, you got to study it. You can't just walk up and say, well, I think this or I think that. What makes you think that? You know, is there a core validity to background on what you're asking or what you're saying? I have a theory, but it's based on quantum theory. They say, well, it's just a theory. You can't see it. Well, you will never see quantum stuff because it's out of our visual range. However, we can see the effects of it every day in our cell phones and everything else. A lot of things. Microwave ovens are good. Well, boils down to consciousness and super consciousness and how everything's connected oh boy yeah there's, there's a lot there's a lot there there's i, I gotta jump on, jump on that wagon today with me he what do you mean by oneness so i had to go into the oneness that christ talked about how he wished it all could be one with the father as he's one with the father and also quantum physics you know it's one consciousness that we're all part of a collective consciousness is out there we just have been separated from it and that's what that's what the masters are taught. Try to become one with that, and that's how we do it through our pineal gland, our heart vibration into the into the consciousness, and that's becoming one. And that's what I call oneness, anyway. Yeah, gotta stay from stay away from fluoride to get there, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing. Yeah, fluoride, the, that, and just your regular eating habits. Yeah, well, there's a lot to it sure um so what do you think of the results in general oh they're interesting yeah i didn't read them all uh i, I read i saw what you were putting out there a minute ago uh it was uh interesting yeah how uh how well do you know all these psychics so oh, they worked man. on my code cases uh, uh -huh. missing persons uh unsolved murder cases uh, some of them work with law enforcement agencies, and uh, they got a good uh, high percentage of returns uh, accuracy. Uh, so this was new to them because they never dealt in anything outside the human realm before. So this was all new to them. Uh, some of them uh, had problems with it in the beginning, trying to come up with answers because uh, they never delved into this realm before. Uh, was outside their range. Uh, we had uh, one or two people um, that did not want to answer. 
because they didn't want to infringe on their behalf. And let's see if I can read one of their responses. And I knew this was going to happen. Uh, and I quote, I'm surprised by the information I received and intrigued by all. However, to share this information could jeopardize lives. I'm not prepared to do that as you already picked up Grizzly. So this should be an interesting show. Uh, so a couple of people did not want to participate in the, uh, I don't know, exam or, or the show because they didn't want to give their results because they were afraid what's going to happen to these creatures or beings. So it was very interesting. And I saw that going into it because some of them, you know, uh, just didn't want to uh, give out information. So it was interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah, I mean, now, what would you get the results, Chris, on Ron Sierra sounds? What did they come up with? Now, we did was, board that one report, that 13-page report. Yeah, and I'd have to pull that up separately. I kind of just briefly wrote, so a lot of them didn't give an answer. Cath uh, had, yeah, a 13. It was a library. You know, I actually pulled it up for the first time tonight and was looking through that, and I was, I was pretty blown away how much research she was really going into i mean all the way down into uh melody notes and all kinds of just stuff that she was pulling into but generally it was a, more or less a warning um with, for what she stated a warning of the family to stay away from the humans and talking back and forth it sounded like a, a young one was not listening to dad and getting yelled at the mom had to help out pull him back He's laughing. They're probably messing with you, um, no doubt. But all in all, it was the dad like, look, they're humans. We don't know. They can be dangerous. Get back here type of thing. Um, Lala didn't have an answer. Angela said, stay away. Keep your distance. Keep your distance. And both sides, Sasquatch. So basically saying it to you guys and saying it to the family. Mm -hmm. Both directions. That makes sense. What yeah, she, that makes sense. And what she said. So... And I think Kat did mention that they were talking to you guys as well. Um, Kelly Joe said, get back, get away, get back, talking to the family. And let's see, Melinda said that they were trying to scare the humans and not ready for the knowledge of Sasquatch. Probably true. Didn't say what they were saying. And that was pretty much it. Not all of them gave an answer to it. And some were cautious about that. Lord, and then, matter of fact, I think Walla said she could only listen to half of it was freaking her out, and she had to turn it off. It was it was overwhelming, you know. So, but yeah, I mean that's kind of gist of it. It, it kind of does sound like there's some conversation, and then there's some higher vocalizations in there to what I could hear. I don't know if that's responding to you yelling back and forth or 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 what, but yeah, I, I can see and kind of hear that a little bit too, don't you? Don't you feel like that was what they're they're saying and doing to a degree? Yes, yeah, I do. I thought that for a while actually, so it's interesting. She would confirm that with me. I mean, she didn't know she was confirming it with me, but yeah, I've actually been told that before too, more than once. That, uh, as you can tell in their sounds, through the first seventy-two sounds are different than the seventy-four sounds. 72 sounds are very aggressive and uh, chest beating and just growls and 
So and they were arguing with each other, and you don't know what they're arguing about, but they're going to crash in on you or what. But it takes me into that story about that woman from uh, the UK that's over here on business. It's not changing the subject, but it sounds like I am. Uh, she was watching them over on the beach. This is in Sasquatch Chronicles, uh, episode 515, I think it was. And I interviewed her personally myself uh, through Skype or something. And, and she she was over here on business. She went out. She thought she was off work. She was going to go out and get a picture of the sunset over on the beach in California. And she crawled up on these rocks right on the beach. And uh, she uh, all of a sudden, she had her camera. And all of a sudden, waiting for the sun to go down, these five Sasquatches come along the beach. You heard, heard this one? It was two two females, one know. big male, and two adolescents. And she said the big male went out in the ocean and started pulling up seaweeds and throwing it back to the females, and they was doing something with it. And uh, she didn't know what, but she thought, man, she had no idea about Bigfoot or anything like it. wasn't in her radar at all. And uh, so she said, i got to get a picture of this. No one's going to believe it. So she pulled off her dust cover, and she dropped her dust cover, and the big male heard it. He, he looked at her and he started screaming. She drew me a picture of what he looked like. And he got within about 20 feet of her coming towards oh, her. Wow. She said the female stopped him. She thought she's going to die. But uh, she uh, she fainted. And then she ended up waking up uh, by her car up on the embankment there. And she felt like wow. she'd been drugged up there. Uh, yeah, listen to that interview that uh, uh, West, uh, West did on Sasquatch Chronicle. Pretty interesting. Uh, anyway, I, I did in, in, talk to her, and she drew me a picture. She said when it screamed, her its neck swelled out. Every time it would scream at her, and uh, that tells me they got air sacs in there. And that's how that loud and the, like the howler monkey has down in the mm-hmm. where else? But, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, we wondered how a cloak, which I don't know that they all do, but I say cloak out of your visual perception so i like to put it that way it sounds less mystical yeah <laughs> but, it, uh, it's, a, it's a it's a term that everybody seems to latch on to so we kind of roll with it yeah but, yeah well okay uh so i don't know why we didn't see them more often got honest with you i i i mean we we had so much going on so close to us we never seen them really good we just get glimpses occasionally but i've often wondered if they weren't it was a it wasn't daylight when this was going on. It was it was at night, and uh, sometimes it's dark, sometimes it's moonlight. But it was uh, it was interesting why we didn't see them more, especially when Alberry was recording with his mic remoted up about forty feet behind the shelter. There, he's an investigative reporter. We took up there. He's by the one that fostered the sounds at the University of Wyoming to get them studied, and uh, it sounded like they were holding the mic. It was so close. I mean, they're really clear sounds. And we was all recording, but uh, he got those really good. People wonder how they do that. I mentioned this to Jeff Melder one time, and he said, well, maybe they got air sacs and could just throw their sounds out there. And uh, that made sense to me then. Of course, there's huge trees up there, too, huge boulders. And they could have been behind one of the trees or something, too. Because one time uh, when I was listening to him on my headset, uh, I had a stereo headset with this uh, a uh, D-cell battery-operated uh, stereo RCA recorder. And I had these really good SM58 mics on each side of the shelter. And uh, you could hear the pipe steps walking around the shelter in between some of the sounds. And uh, that's interesting. 
I got that recorded too. Geez, like uh, parabolic or just kind of like an open mic or? No, just open mics. I had a sock over them so they wouldn't shine it on, you know, so they're. Right. I had them stuck through the walls of the shelter, you know, the log walls, leaning the deadfall, leaning up against the cables. And uh, that way you got the sound out there. And uh, I could hear them walking sometimes. And that was, yeah, interesting. So somebody asked you, Ron, uh, when you went to the cabin, did you think that they knew that you were going there ahead of time? You know, uh, that's that's what I think they did, because somehow I think they were they were there at the when we were got off the out of the got the horses out of the trailer, was packing them up with the food and everything to pack the mules in, saddling up and get all ready to go, and wasn't but oh maybe hour up the trail less than that probably a couple hundred yards up the trail the first time the animals got spooked and uh we didn't think much of it because it could have been a bear it could have been a deer it could have been a rattlesnake we'd killed a big rattlesnake in that area 52 inch one time who knows but we we just kept going that's that's the front that's what that depicts on the front cover of my voices in the wilderness that that scene right there what it could have been uh for us anyway because it startled us a little bit but we kept going because we was in a hurry to get to camp. And it's a long day trying to get all the way from up there in the camper. But we was all in shape. The horses were in good shape. That's what's important. Uh, but we got up a trail about a mile, I guess it was, switchbacks. And there was this big track, perpendicular trail. Stepped right on the trail, just kept going through the big manzanita brush on each side. And I was a lead horse on that. I was, I was watching the trail for any signs of, you know, anybody else could have taking that trail because you get on about halfway up there and there's no trail you just had to know your way and uh, nobody had been on that trail and uh some deer and wildlife you know here's mm -hmm. that big footprint right there in it and uh, so that was a good sign we knew well hey because if you look where the horses got swooped down below and then follow that ravine right up there we had to go through all these switchbacks to get up the spot but it crossed right there the camp's way over here so it would have, that was the track pointed towards like it just headed for our camp. We couldn't go that way, but it was. And of course, if you're 10 foot tall, I guess you can go where you want to in the woods. <laughs> right. right. And uh, Brian Barber wants to know, how big was your shelter approximately? Oh, it was, uh, there's a picture of it on my website, I think. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't was, that big, was it? No, it wasn't. It not look that big. Well, at one time, we could all five sleep in there, but... That didn't last, but a year or two after we started going up there, all of a sudden, uh, well, uh, we'd sleep out, come over to sleep outside if we couldn't get in. But we all wanted to get in there so there'd be more activity because they wouldn't do much with you. They wouldn't do anything with you while you were outside, generally, until 74 when they started interacting with me. Uh, it was probably, uh, it got down to where three people could sleep in there very comfortably because the trees grow, you know, and they start closing in on the shelter. And uh, so it was uh, not that big. It's a little mixture. Yeah, it was like a nice, uh, lean, lean, lean to. Uh, well, actually, it was, it was closed up. Or... It was closed up all the way. And we had the deadfall on top of the cables right across there to hold that. And then we put heavy duty plastic over that and then put uh, <clears throat> alder brush over that. We cut down from the spring. And that made it look like a big beaver's nest. But, I write about that in my book too, uh, Boys and Wilderness. I think it's the last chapter, or one of those. 
it talks about how I know they were there before we got there because we we got into camp, saw that track on the trail, got into camp. It wasn't just started getting dusk, you know, and I was trying to get a fire going for food, and Bill was trying to get animals put away and tied up, and <clears throat> and we started hearing the whoops and the cracks and the pops, and and that went on for about an hour, and uh, but <clears throat> when Bill went in to the shelter that night after it stopped. Uh, unknowingly, he dropped the dust cover off his rifle a scope, and uh, it fell inside of a track, which we didn't know was there at the time. It left the doorway. I went out the next morning, there's that track right there on the right, daylight and all. Here's this dust cover laying in that track, and the track, the dust cover was tilted up. It hadn't been stepped on, so the track was there before we, we were there. Plus, we found two uh, fresh branches of uh, alder up on top of the shelter that had been laid there, twisted off from a spring. Twisted off. I mean, is that big around? Wow. And uh, green. And all the others were dry from earlier that year when we resurfaced the tent or the top of it. Wow. Anyway. Interesting. Squatch Holler wants to know, uh, Mr. Moorhead, did you ever feel threatened or fear for your life when they were just outside the shelter? Uh, well, you know, people ask me that all the time. They ask, sound like I'm nuts when I say, no, I wasn't afraid, but I really wasn't afraid. But I know if any time they wanted to, they could have got us. They could have tore that shelter apart and reached in and had us for lunch or dinner or something. Excuse me a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would have passed but, out. Uh, I'm sorry. No, some of the guys were. <laughs> I got to tell you, well, the guy wouldn't go back up there because it was uh, pretty frightening to him. But again, when you're 29 years old, like I was then, uh, nothing can hurt you. <laughs> you made a steal, right? <laughs> right. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, yeah, but, a lot of people think they can be uh, some, and I'm sure they're good and bad and, and everything. And just like there's good and bad dogs and cats and, and people, you name it. So there, there's obviously going to be good and bad, but I don't think that there's always bad. Um but we definitely have to be careful when you're out there. Um, but there's so many accounts like you guys encountered, just like the one you just told us about the lady on the beach. I mean, she she could have been gone, you know, but here she was lived to see another day and to tell her story. Cool. So there's, that shows yeah. maybe that, that, and to me that's what intrigues me is that, that possible human side that they don't always want to cause harm. You know what I mean? Sometimes we just don't understand where we're intruding in their environment. So that's, we got to be respectful of that and, and then understand that. Yeah. Some of those aggressive sounds you hear on the 72 tapes that I've got out on a CD. Uh, it does sound like a male and a female. In fact, according to the language expert, it was a male and a female arguing. And I don't know what they were saying, but they were definitely stepping on each other and arguing back and forth. And it makes me Let's wonder. Be married. Huh? <laughs> married. Must <yeah>. be married. <laughs> <laughs> well, you either, gotta, you either want to be right or you want to be happy. One or the other. <laughs> um, we actually get a lot of encounters to where people witness that uh, the dispute between the male and female, allegedly. And mm-hmm. it sounds like from the interviews that I've done uh, that the female is intervened to stomp the male for doing something uh, stupid to humans. That's what the woman from the UK said. She said the females hadn't stopped him. She felt like she was going to die. 
because he was trying to he was coming at her and the female stopped him so that yeah. makes me think of the sounds we had when the female and the male were arguing and according to the language expert uh, i'm not talking about scott nelson right now i'm talking about a different one who i've got her report but she listened to him and she's a a language specialist certified as only one of 10 at the time in California for uh, interpreting uh, perfect pitch and sound. She said it was a male and female, and she said the female won the argument. So there you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's in this book. If you want to know more, by the way, it's in Quantum <laughs> quantum Bigfoot. I, I did read that part. Very so interesting. So we've got a couple of questions before we ramp up for you, Mr. Moorhead. Uh, Scarborough Sasquatch Station. Mr. Moorhead, did they ever attack your shelter? No, not that we know of. I mean, we've had bear get in there during the winter time, but uh, uh, tear some. You know, we usually have a hole or two in it, but I don't think it was them. Uh, no, they didn't. I don't. I, we never put it off as them because they they could have done a lot more to us than that. It's usually a bear hole. Did did, did they throw anything? <laughs> no, <clears throat> not not at us while we were around the shelter. At one time, one of the guys was coming in from a different direction. He got a big rock going over his head wow and uh he's he just went a different way after that but i think yeah. it's their way of saying i think it's their way of saying uh don't come this way we have a young one here or something else yeah, or get your attention in a different direction uh, they could definitely hit you with a rock if they wanted to. yes mr moorhead at any point do you think i shouldn't have said that back to him <laughs> <laughs> well i did say it back to him didn't i yeah but that, and the hair, i thought it was your buddy that was me <laughs> I, I don't know what i was saying but uh i know my buddy did say bill he said i think they're laughing at us <laughs> he says that on the tape <laughs> uh, i don't know maybe they thought it was funny me trying to because they think that well we do we think we're smarter than them the ones we were dealing with up there were very intuitive very Clever, very smart, and they were definitely not human. According to Dr. Curlin, their sound represented uh, one of the sound bits that he said there was represented an animal over eight foot tall compared to the human, average human. So we know that, uh, you know, where the, in the U.S. has most dangerous groups, most dangerous groups. Oh, a Bigfoot? I guess that's uh, what I was asking. Yeah, I think probably Alaska, if you want to, uh, let's look at the continental United States. If the continental United States go to LBL. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing that a lot of activity has really picked up since October. Oh, uh, well, you know, when I was, you know, there's a lot going on there. Uh, yeah, it's, but it's spooky stuff. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm it's going, dangerous there. I'm going in However, I got, yeah, let me say one thing right quick, Grizzly. Uh, about fear. I, I express this a lot when I talk at conferences. It's your fear is your enemy. So, you know, people ask me if I was afraid. I, I was a very strong Christian man at the time. I still am. But uh, if you don't handle your fear, fear is just your unknown. You know, if you know what it is, I'd, you got to control your fear. And that's hard to do because most everybody's got fear when it's something you don't know about, especially something like this. But if you can control your fear, you have a better chance of getting close to these things if that's what you want. And uh, they can sense your fear, too. It's just like your aura, your energy that's around you. Uh, also, a lot of animals do that. My horse could sense, you know, if you're afraid of a horse, it'll know it when you walk up to it. 
Right. And just about any animal will. Dog will too. Yeah. I know I've, oh, yeah. I've, I've I cowered down that. dogs that look very aggressive, start coming at me, you know, or something like that. And I just, with no fear, I'll just, you know, get their tail wagging. Yeah, sur <laughs> surround them with your white light love or something, you know, and they'll start wagging their tail. <laughs> of course, a little bone helps too. <laughs> that's why we Make always carry peanut butter on the police department. <laughs> that's so, right. Yeah. See, even works yeah. on dogs. Now, the question you asked too, the psychics, do they like peanut butter? <laughs> Who doesn't like peanut butter? Right. Well, that's we why I said out, it's a control question. <laughs> we found out with many across the nation and the world that they do not like extra crunchy or crunchy peanut butter. They will not touch it. Mm. But smooth, they will. They can and be we picky. We have one but... guy, Ron Barber, <laughs> he actually changed the color of the lids to, to throw them a loop, and they still knew the difference. They wouldn't touch it. Really? So, yes. Yep. And they That's would lick his jars clean, like clean, clean. He would Did get them back the completely clean. they unscrew the lids? Yes, unscrew, unscrew the, lids? the lids and everything. So you Even peel it back to tenfold, too. And put <clears> sometimes put the lids back, back the on. Jar. Yeah. He's sure a person didn't do that, huh? Yes. You not, should be able to get some not, DNA not, not, not Costco-sized jars six times a week for, what, a year and a half, I think he said he was doing it? Almost two, yeah, six to nine. Yeah. Got some that DNA he, that's the that. one that got in trouble with the fish mm -hmm. and wildlife for feeding the bears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah, bears. But... <laughs> some of those bears got fingers. Oh, bears. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Last question, Scarborough Sasquatch Station. Mr. Moorhead, based on your own experiences, do you think portals exist? You know, I do, uh, but not so much based on my experiences, just that uh, I just, they do exist. That's, that's a fact. I mean, NASA's been saying this since 2012, actually. And uh, you know, there's an electro, electrical anomaly uh, around the Earth, different places. We all have electricity okay. in us, too. And, uh, and Mr. Yes. Barber comes back. Uh, we even went to put the lids on. They were next to 23-inch and 17-inch tracks next to them. You and kids and 23-inch tracks, 17-inch tracks next to them. Yeah, What's next to the peanut know? butter jars. He's oh, a oh, peanut butter jar guy. Oh, okay. It's supposed to be lid lids, not kids. He, he's excited. Uh, he want to know what you want for Christmas. Remember last time you told him you want a good Christmas uh, present? Send me a, send me a, oh, you talking to Chris or me? <laughs> yeah, he was asking earlier during the show if you want a no. prime rib or something. <laughs> yeah, Brian, I remember he invited you over for dinner, Christmas dinner? <laughs> he's like, I wonder if anybody else has ever asked him that. I'm like, I'm sure. <laughs> Brian, Brian so, loves you. Well, it's like some creamy peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> He's still paying on that with his credit cards, he told me. So, Truth or Rusi <laughs> says one question. Ron, have you ever encountered a dog man? No, I haven't. That's, that's something answer. I don't want to encounter. Well, that's, that's what they got down at the LBL. So. And that's, uh, well, anyway, a lot of reports of that down there. And, uh, I hear that dog man are quite a few though. I you know you don't hear them so much around the West Coast. It's where I'm from. It's mostly just Bigfoot stuff. But out here, you hear just as much about the dog man throughout this area. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it seems it, to be a craze. A dog, man, a dog man can exist too because if they mess with the genome of a, of a canine, you know, they could create a dog man. And that's all they do is, is mess with the genome. And they have the advanced technology to be doing that stuff. Aliens, I'm talking about now, because they're here and they're, a lot of them are under the water and some of them are cloaked in space. But they're going to show themselves pretty soon, I think, next, next, next few years. I think so, too. And, Mr. Moorhead, how does everybody find you and get a hold of your books and stuff for? Uh, oh, RonMoorhead.com. And it's on the, yeah, form through my website. You can get awesome. a download or uh, or the book. I got another book coming out, too, after the first year, probably, uh, probably February or March. March, probably, because I just get with the editor. She's finished it up now, so I should have that back from her tonight or tomorrow. And, uh, I can proof it, and uh, again, you do that so many times. Then I got to put the pictures in it and lay it out. So that's a uh, nice. Before, looking forward to and, it for sure. Yeah, I am too. It's it all be fun. It is fun, but uh, it's just, in your I, next conference is in Georgia too, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Dillard, Georgia. I guess that's in Georgia, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Somebody yeah. was asking about that That's earlier. March. I believe it's like. I think it's North Georgia. It's in the middle of uh, middle of March. Yeah. And I'll be in. I mean, New Jersey. North, northeast Georgia. I go up to New Jersey right. sometime this summer too, and I go back down into. Uh, I lose track. My calendar here. You know, I got a new website being made right now, so uh, I'll have a lot more information on that. Awesome. Nice. I should have that up hopefully within a month. Very good. Well, Ron, I appreciate it, man. It's uh, yes, sir. been a pleasure well, and thanks. an honor to have you again. Thanks for inviting me on. Didn't mean to take up the conversation. No, no, no. it's always it's, a pleasure, Mr. Morgan. It's fun. Always. It's great. Fun. Great picking right, your you brain guys, for sure. You guys take care and thank us more questions. I love them. Yeah, can't answer, coast can't to coast. <laughs> around the around the world, we'll catch you well, on the next show, everybody. Take care. Coast Thank to you. coast Good for night. four hours. <laughs> Good, <Yeah>. night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> Let's see how I got it.